Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, September 14th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host on Monday and Tuesday afternoon, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Always good to uh, break down some fights, right? Uh, yeah, I know, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. we got a lot of fights to talk about today, guys. We have 15 fights at UFC uh, Vegas 37, Smith vs. Span. So we'll break down all those fights, give our picks. There's also Dana White's Contender Series tonight. Uh, Marcel, six fights. We have 21 fights to, to talk about. Obviously, the bulk of the show is going to spend, be spent on the UFC card, but I do want to talk about contender series at the end of the show. But I, I honestly think, Marcel, that with so many fights, we might as well just get started right now. Um, let's just get right into it. So, again, I'm using UFC stats, guys, for the boat order. I know that the boat order did change today. They moved a couple fights around, but uh, we'll just use that. So we'll start off with the first fight of the night, Marcel. Emily Whitmire against Hannah Goldie in the UFC women's flyweight division. And right now, it's a very close fight as far as the odds makers go. Minus 120 for Whitmire, plus 100 for Goldie. What do you think? Um, man, I didn't even know they changed the bot order again. So uh, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, you want know, to think, uh, Goldie is a short notice uh, fight for her. Uh, she replaced him. Also, Marcel, can you turn the fan off or, or no? I can, I can kind of hear it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. Go so, ahead. Um, yeah, Corey McKenna was supposed to fight Whitmire at 115. Now the fight is at 125. Um, yeah, man, I think Goldie, uh, she's 0-2 in the UFC. Uh, she lost to Granger and to Belbicha. I think the Belbicha fight was... was uh, I, I got one round for her and two rounds for Belbita, so that was a, it was a good decision. If you look at Whitmire, Whitmire hasn't looked great either. You know, I think um, if you look at the last win it was against Alexander Albu, who um, was at that moment undefeated but hadn't had too many fights in MMA at all. Um, yeah, man, I think stylistically, I, I expect Hannah Goldie to uh, to lose her wrestling probably. To be the stronger fighter and to win the fight by decision. Yeah, I actually like Goldie in this fight too, guys. So we're going to start off with the consensus dog here. I mean, it's slight underdog of plus 100, but still, we both like the underdog here in Goldie. I, I actually think the odds should be flipped around here. I don't think Whitmire should be favored in this fight. Uh, Whitmire to me is, she just she hasn't won a fight in two and a half years. I understand it's been a while since Goldie's won too, but at least Goldie was out during the time. I mean, Whitmire just, you know, Marcel, like, she just hasn't looked that great. Um, Aside from the, the one, really, the submission went over Albu. Other than that, she hasn't impressed me at all. Bad submission defense, been submitted three times. Not much striking, Marcel. The cardio is not really there either. Um, I don't know. There's just not much to like about her. She has good submissions. That's it. If she gets the fight to the ground, maybe she can get an arm bar or something. I don't even see that happening. Goldie, I think, is way physically stronger. Uh, I think she's the better striker. I think she has the better cardio. I think she should be able to have the wrestling to keep this fight standing, Marcel. And I know she lost to Belbita. That's a fight that I, I think we both liked Belbita. No, I, I know I did. But this is a different matchup. And, you know, Belbita is someone that's kind of on the rise. I, I don't feel like that's the way with it, Whitmire. I think she's almost on, on a decline in, in some ways. So I'm going with Hannah Goldie here, Marcel. I think it's I think it's going to be a decision for Hannah Goldie. But I, I, I do like her in this fight. I'm very I'm not very high on Emily Whitmire. Let's start with uh, Cole. This fight passed away. I'm putting money on either of them. You know, Cole. I honestly feel like it's Dogger Pass, but I'm with you on, on Whitmire. At least I don't, I don't, I wouldn't bet on Whitmire in this fight. It's Dogger Pass, in my opinion. Now let's go to the next fight. Here we got Gustavo Lopez against Haile Altang in the bantamweight division, and the odds for this one again are still super close. Minus one, minus one thirty for Haile Altang, plus one ten for Gustavo Lopez. What do you think in this one? 
Yeah, man, I think uh, Gustavo Lopez is kind of an underrated guy, to be really honest, man. I think um, if you look at them, he, did, he, lost his, he was very good in combate, right? And uh, he lost with Duvalis probably in his UFC debut, which is a loss you can have, you know? Um, if you look at, the, after that, pretty easy run to Anthony Gretschak, I remember, and lost to Adrian Yanez, but who isn't losing to Adrian Yanez right now, you know? So don't take that uh, too seriously. I take it seriously, but I don't take it like uh, something against him, you know. If you look at Haley Alatang, uh, who came into the UFC 0-2, or 2-0, sorry guys, 2-0, uh, with a fight of the night performance against uh, Dana Bacharel, which was a very close fight, I remember. If you look at this last one, man, he, he, got, he got so many punches, uh, he absorbed so many punches against Casey Kenny, man, and it was actually crazy he went to the decision with him. Um, I think that Gustavo Lopez is the more uh, well-rounded fighter, is also the more uh, technical fighter. I'm going with Gustavo Lopez here, and I think he can be able maybe to to finish a lot Heli Alatang here. So I'm going with a. Um, I feel like he can submit him, man. I'm going with a submission in the late in the third round. Well, there you go, Marcel, with the uh, the submission pick on Mr. Lopez, who's the underdog. You know what, I mean, I, I kind of feel differently about with you on this fight. I like Alatang in this fight. I think the guy's not bad. He's pretty underrated, in my opinion. He did have a tough fight with Kenny, but, you know, he showed off some really good toughness going three rounds. Beat Ryan Benoit, beat Batrigal. Batrigal's a pretty damn good fighter, man. And now I understand it was, it was a pretty competitive fight, but he still got the win there. He's got good wrestling. That's what I like about this guy. He actually has good wrestling, and he's training at uh, Fight Ready, which is obviously a great camp, too. I like that. Um, good cardio. He's tough. I, I think there's some things to like about Alton here. Lopez, for sure, there's some things to like about him, too. Trains at Extreme Couture, trains with good fighters there. He does have a win in the UFC, obviously, against Burchak, um, which was a nice win, although not over a great fighter. But I don't know, man. That Yanez fight, I know it's against Yanez. I bet on Yanez in that fight. I liked him a lot. But it's just like he didn't do anything in that fight. He just stood on the outside and got picked apart and then got KO'd against Marab. And again, again, it's Marab, but taken down at will. Burchak, he beat. Burchak's his training partner's friend. That guy's not even that good. Um, I'm not saying Alatang's a world beater by any means. He's not, but I do think he can win this fight. So I'm going to take highly Alatang, Marcel. He's a slight favorite here, but I do think he wins the fight. And I think he'll probably win the decision. I think it probably goes the distance either way. All right, let's go to the next one. Impa Kasanginate versus Carlston Harris. Interesting fight. And Jose, I see your comment on Contender Series. We'll talk about that after UFC. But I want to go through the UFC card first. Um, let's talk about this fight, Marcel. Impa and Carlston. I mean, this is a really close fight. Uh, the odds makers basically have it as a pick em. I'm seeing minus 110 on each guy, so it's a pick em fight. Very, 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 very close fight. Um, what are you thinking in this one, man? Ipikasagne, Carlson Harris. Yeah, we're getting a, a very good prospect with a very limited experience against uh, pretty much a veteran with a lot of experience, right? Uh, actually, a very fun fight, I think. This, this should be on the main card, in my opinion. I really like this fight. Um, if you look at Ipikasagne, he was, I liked him when he first came in the contender series, and I think he should have got a contract right then. He didn't got one. He got one in the second stint in the contender series in a less great fight, I think, than it was in his first fight. Um, two on one in the UFC with that crazy loss against Joaquin Bakhti, which is in every highlight field the UFC is showing. Um, if you look at Carlson Harris, we both call it, man, that he was going to win his UFC debut against Christian Aguilera. 
before that got signed uh, against uh, Saeed Isagakmaev, I think. And uh, Dana was looking for a fight. I remember Dana saying to this guy, like, yeah, normally I'm not interested in a 33-year-old who is 16 and 4 or something. I was like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, that, that's so annoying to me because they're pretty much saying, like, um, you're too inexperienced, you're too, too young. You know, or your record isn't good, but you have a padded record. I mean, this guy has legit names on his record, you know, and this isn't padded record at all. You know what I mean? Um, to hold that against him, that's really annoying me. So you're pretty much saying as a promoter, like, go 12-0, and 0, uh, beat some uh, 1-0, 0-0 guys, get to 12-0, and, and we're interested in you. Does it make sense to me? Um, this is a great fight, I think. Um, man. I'm really torn in this fight, to be really honest, because I think Harris can win this fight uh, because he's an experienced guy and he's good, man, overall, in my opinion. If I look at Kasanga and I, I was really impressed with what he showed against Sasha Kalatnikov. I think he did really well. So I'm really torn in this fight who I'm going to pick. I'm definitely going with a decision win here for someone. I'm not seeing the finish. And my gut feeling, and you got to go with me, man. He's a Sanford guy, so I'm going with M. Pakistan Ganaima. I think he wins the decision, but this will be a very hard fight. And I won't be surprised if Carlson Harris got the win, so I wouldn't bet on this fight at all. Yeah, it's always tough when, like, me and you like Carlson so much in the last fight. I made some money on him against Aguilera. Now I, I, it's like I, I kind of feel like I have to pick against him, but I still think he can win this fight. I mean, this is a very close fight. I think the odds are, are very accurate. I, like, Empa usually gets a lot of respect from the from the books and, and deservingly so he's a good fighter, but you know, the odds makers and the petty public are giving Harrison a lot of respect here and Harris, excuse me. And I think that's that's good. You know, it's good to see. But at the same time, Marcel, like you said, Kai trains at Sanford, he's getting amazing training in. Uh, he's also seven years younger, you know, in a close fight like this, I I always tend to lean towards the younger guy. It's not like he's just a prospect. Impa has got a lot of experience. He's more active in his fights, throws a little bit more on the feet, good grappling too. So the thing is, like, Harrison's a good grappler. Imp is also a good grappler. You know, with Aguilera, he's just a terrible grappler. He can't defend a choke on the ground. I think Impa can, but I'm still – I don't know if I'm, like, confident enough to, like, put money on him, Marcel. I'm going to I'm gonna pick Impa, though. I believe in this guy. I like him, but you're right. This is a tough fight for him, and Carlson Harris is an underrated guy, and I wouldn't overlook him in this spot. There's going to be some upsets on the prelims. We already picked uh, Goldie and Marcel picked Lopez. I mean, fuck. This could be another one right here, guys. Uh, there's going to be a few upsets on the card for sure. 15 fights, Marcel. Like, there's definitely going to be a couple, and this could be one of them. Now, so the next fight here, Aaron Blanchfield against Sarah Alper. This fight was booked for earlier this year, got postponed. Blanchfield minus 320, Alper plus 260. What do you think? Man, it's finally the debut of Aaron Blanchfield. Man, I've waited for this for a long time. She's only 22, so it kind of sounds weird. I'm saying I'm waiting for this for a long time, but I, for me, two or three years is a long time, you know. <laughs> I think she is, she is really good, you know. Um, she's six and one, should be seven and zero. Oh. I mean, I think she beat Tracy Cortez in this good decision loss in Invicta. Um, yeah, she got she got signed uh, after winning against Roman Walker Sanchez and Invicta. Before that, had a sick hat kick against Victoria Leonardo, who's also in the UFC. I don't know if she's in the UFC anymore after that last loss. Um, not going to fight Sarah Alpa. She was supposed to fight Norma Dumont in our debut. Do you remember? And you were yeah. very against it. And uh, I, I kind of agree with you later. I didn't agree with you uh, in the first place, but after I did. So. Uh, if you look at Sarah Alpar, uh, she won by the, the Contender Series against Sarah Young. Uh, only for one time in the UFC against Jessica Rose Clark. Didn't look that good, and she got really smashed in the third round, man, really bad. Um, 
Man, you know, I really like Alpar, but uh, I got to go with Blanchfield here, man. I think I think Blanchfield is overall the better fighter, and uh, I think she wants a decision here, man. I think she, her wrestling is very good, and uh, I think she's also stand-up uh, too much for Alpar, so I'm going with Blanchfield the decision. Man. Yeah, I, I had to go with Blanchfield, too, in this one. I do think Sarah Alpar is a little bit better of a fighter than people give her credit for. She's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, she's definitely a tough girl, um, good wrestling, and she's gritty, but, uh, I mean, she's still kind of limited, I think. Now, the only thing is, like, because Jake Paul gave her that money, maybe she's had a much better training camp now. Maybe she's been able to actually get good training in for once. Maybe she'll show some improvements. The problem is she's not fighting like a veteran. She's fighting a girl who's, like, 22 years old, super young, who's only getting better every time she fights. You've got to go with Blanchard in this fight, Marcel. I think probably a decision, but she could maybe stop her with a submission or something, too. And, and Blanchard has decent striking. She knocked out Leonardo with a head kick, right? So she has some decent striking. Let me get the comments, guys. Daniel says Alper's been selected because she'll test Blanchfield's grappling, but she started to show durably issues with Jesse Jess. I agree. And that's exactly what the UFC matchmakers do. They, they want to see, can you do this? Can you not do this? That's exactly what they try to do. They want to see her grappling. I agree completely. I, I think you're right, Daniel. He also said he's changing uh, to Impa after watching how desperate Harris was in the feed against Aguilar. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, I think Impa's the better striker. But again, Harris is a big, welterweight, very strong guy. Impa's also strong. I agree. Marcus, what's up, man? He says, taking off from Detroit to Atlanta. He'll listen when he lands in Atlanta. Keep up the good work. You guys have one of my favorite prediction shows. Mar- Marcus, appreciate it, man. You're one of our favorite guys. Um, but yeah, Marcel, I'm going to go with Blanchfield. Uh, I, I think she wins this fight. Um, you know, on a card with 15 fights, this is probably one that I'm not looking forward to as much because I feel like it's kind of going to be a grindy type of fight. But maybe Blanchfield surprises us and, and gets a stoppage because, you know, she can get put in the fast track, Marcel, kind of like Miranda Maverick's been put in the fast track, too. You know, she's a young girl, but they're always looking for new. Fires in that division. We saw it happen to Macy Barber, everyone else. So you know, even though she's 22, I think they might fast track her. What are you going to say? That Tracy Cortez split decision loss that kind of uh, stopped her from getting even earlier to the UFC, I think, man. You know? Yeah. And I, like I said, I still think she won that fight. No no bias at all, man. I really think she, she won that fight. So. Yeah, it's a very close fight. All right, let's go to the next one here. This one I don't think is going to be close. Montel Jackson is JP Bays. Montel Jackson... Marcel, the biggest favorite. Actually, sorry, he's not the biggest. He's the second biggest favorite. Minus 600. And Bay's plus 450. What do you think? Yeah, man, I hate to say it, but this is stylistically a bad matchup for JP Bay's, I think, man. I think Montal Jackson is really a guy who, who can become a, a legit contender uh, in the Bantamweight division, man. I think he's really good. He got uh, he, he got two losses in the UFC, but overall he looked really solid in my opinion, you know. And uh, he, he's a guy that that can go far. If you look at JP Bates, man, he got one fight so far in the UFC. He was at flyweight, and he didn't look good at all against Bruno Silva, man. Um, for that, he fought a contender series, I think twice. He lost the first time. He, he won the second time. He got signed. Um, yeah, it's, it's just. You know, I know uh, JP Bates wants to stay at bantamweight, you know, but I don't think Montal Jackson is a great fight to start your bantamweight career against, man, and UFC. I hate to say it, man, because I really like JP Bates, but I think Montal Jackson gets the win here and probably a stoppage win. I'm going with TK in the second round, ground and pound. I like Jackson, too. I mean, obviously, I think we all do. Uh, there's just there's just not much of a way, a path for for base to win this fight. I mean, he obviously has decent wrestling, good wrestling, I would say even, but Jackson, and that has given Jackson some problems against Ricky Simone, against um, Brett Johns, but he's improved that aspect of his game. I, he's just going to be the bigger guy here, much better striker, obviously. 
And there's just a lot to like about Montel Jackson. Much bigger fighter, Marcel. Five inches taller, eight inches of reach. Uh, and you know what? Here's the thing. So I'm looking at the odds right now. He's minus 600. It's hard to play a line like that. But you look at the props. I think a lot of people think he wins by TKO minus 110. But I'm actually kind of with Masio here. He thinks by sub. And I'm kind of looking at that too, guys. Montel Jackson by sub is plus 500 compared to minus 110 for a TKO. So plus 500 in a guy who's a minus 600 winner is not bad. I know he only has one sub against Kelleher. That's the only sub he's had in his career. But, you know, this particular matchup, might it probably does go to the ground. He'll have opportunities to submit uh, JP Bays. So I kind of I kind of like that prop a little bit, Marcel, just because of the value. I don't know. What do you think? A, a submission's possible or what? Yeah, for sure it's possible, man. I mean, I, I said TKO ground and pound, but, you know, if you can ground and pound, yeah. you also can do it with submission. So, yeah, it's yeah. possible. And I'm looking at – JP's been submitted once. It's not like he's hard, easy to tap out, but – Montel, I think, could do it. And at the odds, I think it's worth a point, honestly, at plus 500. So, you know, Masio, I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We go to Dakota Bush versus Rongju, Marcel. Minus 130 for Bush, plus 110 for Rongju. Uh, Rongju, youngest fighter in the UFC, age 20, against Bush. What do you think is going to happen here? Um, yeah, man, Dakota Bush got a short got a short uh, notice uh, fight against Austin Hubbard last time out. Yeah. I think we were very high on him. You know when he when he fought Hubbard, but uh, he, he couldn't really he, he didn't really impress. But I mean, it's hard, you know, short notice fight. So this is his first full camp. Um, came from the LFA uh, organization. If you look at Zurong or Ronzu, I'm pretty pissed at him. He uh, completely. Uh, I would have been perfect on my picks that night if uh, Ronzu didn't lost to Vargas. So. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that at all, to be honest. Uh, I think it was it was a competitive fight, but Vargas won that fight, uh, or deserve deservingly. Um, man, I think Bush wins this fight, man. I I just think Bush wins this fight. I think Rongzu is a good fighter, but I still think he needs some more development. He's from the UFC Performance Institute in Shanghai, so I expect them to do. To, to do some more development with these guys. You know, you saw he was on the same car with uh, Nali Young and that other guy, that uh, Tibetan uh, Kiao, yeah. again, our Kilang, yeah. you know, and all three lost. So, um, I mean, we'll see, you know, but uh, I think Bush wins this fight. And I think Bush has a good a good chance as well to get a finish here, probably. I'm going with a submission win in the second round. For Bush. There you go. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. I'm, I'm leaning towards Bush, too. Um, it's not as strong of a lean as I initially thought, though. I gotta be honest with you. My initial thought was, man, I gotta fade Rongju here. But the thing is, Rong's the youngest fighter in the UFC, so he can make improvements. That's that's what's scary about this fight. He could get better, and he's training an American top team now. He's training with Dustin Poirier. He's got pictures on his Instagram, so he made that move to the, a much better camp. You might see him a lot of improvements from this kid. That's the that's the problem I have here. Obviously, Bush is training with Kraus at a great camp too. Glory. Uh, Bush looked good against Hubbard before he got gassed out. He took that fight in short notice. He's pretty good everywhere. I think he's fought better competition. So even though Ju Rong Ju is on those fights, he's fought scrubs for the most part. And we kind of saw him get exposed a little bit against Vargas. So because he lost to Kazula Vargas, Marcel, there's no way I could pick this guy. But I'm just saying I, I think this guy could surprise us a little bit just because he's so young, can make those improvements in his game. Um, also, I missed one of the fights because obviously they switched the card around, so we'll talk about it now. Nicole, uh, Nicholas Mata against Cameron Van Camp. So this fight was booked on short notice. Jim Miller got COVID. He's out of the fight. And Cameron Van Camp takes the fight against Moda on short notice. So the odds makers opened up. Moda is a big favorite, minus 300, plus 225 on Van Camp. What do you think in this one, Marcel? 
So I'll give you guys a small tidbit that you only will hear in this show. I'm not going to tweet that, but Cameron Van Kamp was actually the opponent that was supposed to fight Luigi Van Romini when I reported that Patton was out. So um, he was, the, the UFC was watching him, you know, and I'm happy for him that he gets like two weeks later, he gets his chance in the UFC. He's fighting Nicholas Moda. Um, I mean, Van Kamp is the typical guy who was, who does very well in re regional promotions. I think he got like six or seven regional titles. Um, he, he got a few well-known, well-known names for for MMA watches on his on his lists. Dan Stitchin, for example, Dan Stitchin was the debut fight in the UFC from for Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson knocked him out with a head kick back then, and uh, he got he got a win against Craig Eckelberg recently, and he's a uh, Rufus Sport guy, and uh, you feed him with an armbar. So uh, he's on a four-fight win streak, now getting Nic Nicholas Moda. I really like Nicholas Moda, man. He's Brazilian. Uh, he fought uh, for uh, CFFC, where he went, uh, where he got the title in his, I think, in his second fight for the promotion against Juan Gonzalez for a unanimous decision. Uh, went to the contender series last year, and uh, he won against Joseph Lowry, which is a good fighter in my opinion. Uh, and also a good win uh, over Joe Selecki on, on his record. I mean, Moda is a good guy, man. I really like his, his fighting style. I like how he how he fights. I think he's a very complete fighter. Cameron Van Camp. I would give him a lot more chance if it wasn't a short notice fight, you know. I think, um, although he was probably in training, you know, like I said, he was supposed to try this stuff before. Um, I'm still going with Mota, man. I, I'm I'm going with Nicholas Mota. I really like to do it. I think he can do it. And I'm going with the decision win. Not a, not a finish, but a decision win. I think Van Camp is tough. Yeah, you know, I, I think both guys are solid, man. Mota obviously was supposed to fight Miller. I think he had a good chance to win that fight, honestly. If you get it standing, I think he had... Get an advantage over Miller on the feet. Um, this fight's interesting against Van Camp, Mar Marcel. You know, I think Van Camp's pretty good. You know, you guys can watch his fights. They're on YouTube. I agree. You can watch them. He's pretty good, man. Like, there's a lot of guys coming in the UFC now on short notice that are, are still pulling off wins. So, I'm not completely Lots right. Of experience. Pardon? Lots of experience as well. Yeah, I'm not completely. I'm not writing this guy off at all. I think the line mm. is too high, actually, Marcel. Mine's 300. I think it's too high. I really do. This guy's not bad. Um, I don't think I can pick him straight up. I've been thinking about it all day. I don't think I can just because of short notice. I, I just never pick those fighters. And also, I mean, the guy, you know, he he does have a lot of experience for himself. For the most part, though, he's kind of lost when he's fought better fighters. So that's what I'm worried about this guy because Motor, I think, is a step up. But, you know, Motor's, he's, his takedown defense is going to have to be on point. That's what this comes down to. If he keeps the fight standing, he probably wins this fight. Maybe by knockout because he has sick knockout power and big, big hands. But... You know, Marcel, the, the, the grappling is an issue for sure and a worry because Van Camp is nasty on the ground. Very good submissions and very opportunistic, man. The last fight with uh, Kenny Godreau, he like basically hurt the dude and then grabbed his neck and choked him out of the dark. It was really nice. I think this guy's not bad, Marcel. I don't think I can pick him. Um, also, that Bobby Volker fight really kind of makes me, you know, not love the guy as much just because that guy's not really great and he struggled mm -hmm. really bad in that fight. But this is a different matchup. Bobby Volker grappled him. I don't think Moda's going to want to. I just... I just don't think – I think he's going to have a hard time taking Moda down. Moda keeps it on the feet, outstrikes him for a decision or maybe a knockout. But I, I do lean towards Moda. I just think the odds should be closer. It should be like 2-1, to one, not 3-1. to one. I don't. I don't. I think 3-1 to is not giving Van Camp enough credit. He's actually not a bad fighter at all. And I think he'll probably win a fight or two in the UFC, Marcel, to be honest with you. Yeah, all right, let's go to the next fight here. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, Panny Kianzad against Raquel Pennington, Marcel. Another close fight, minus 130, Raquel Pennington, plus 110 for Panny Kianzad. What do you think? 
yeah, uh, this is a typical, this is a bantamweight fight again where I really struggle with who I'm going to pick here. Um, the thing is, Pennington, um, if she wins, it's nine out of ten times as boring, you know. Yeah. And if she loses, nine out of ten times as boring as well. Um, if I agree with you. I, you know, let me just get. I, I agree. I agree with Marcel. I think Pennington's a boring fighter. I don't have a problem saying that. I'm not a fighter basher. I respect the fighters. Neither. But she's a she's not an exciting fighter to watch. I'm completely with you, Marcel. Please go ahead, though. Yeah, no, no disrespect at all, man. I'm just saying what I think, you know. I um, think you're right. I agree with you. Yeah. If you look at Penny Kianzat, you know many decisions as well. But I enjoy her fights more than I do watching Pennington. You know, I think uh, she's much more. She's nasty on the feet, man. Uh, she has she has some fun, fun striking to watch. I think her ground game is sometimes kind of suspect. You know, I think her ground game needs needs some work. You know, but um, I mean, I expect the Sajara Eubanks to, uh, to to pretty much try to get her to the ground and hold her there. But uh, I think Penny did very well in that fight. And Alexis Davis, same thing. That was a close. Was that a close fight? I can't recall. I think the first round was close. Um, the thing is, if Pennington can control her and uh, Penny can can keep her distance and can get shots to her, then Penny can win this fight. And I, I I'm just going with Penny Kian's up for a decision in this one. There you go. There you go. This is a close one, I think. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it goes a distance, Marcel, just based on how they fight. It's tough, but I would lean a little towards Pe uh, Pennington just because I do think he, she is a little bit stronger in the clinch, and I think that she could press Penny against the fence and kind of win like that. I don't think it's going to be an exciting fight. I think it's going to be a snooze fast, personally. So on a 15-fight card, this might be the one where you, if you have to go to the bathroom, maybe you miss this fight. I'm not expecting a good fight, Marcel, quite frankly. I'm, I didn't want to say it, but you did. Okay. I mean, I just don't think it's a, it's not an exciting matchup to me. You know, I know Panny's obviously got some good boxing skills, and she's been in some wars lately, obviously, against uh, Davis with some good fight. But I just think the matchup with Pennington, it plays into kind of a grinding type of fence battle. That's what I see happening in this fight, Marcel, honestly. A fight, a fight against the fence for three rounds, I don't think it's going to be exciting. Pennington by decision, if I pick. I, I'm just not really looking forward to this fight that much. Masio says Rocky by sub. She's definitely got good submissions. She does. I wonder what that prop is. Painted by sub. It is. Uh, let's take a look here. Kel painting by submission plus six fifty. I mean, it's possible for sure. And I'm with you, Mar Marcel. It's like Panny's ground game is not amazing. You know, she's been choked out, obviously. So that's not bad, Matt. So it's interesting. I'm kind of leaning towards the decision. I've got to be honest. Um, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Mike Rodriguez versus Tefan Chukwi. I believe this is the last prelim. Uh, interesting yeah. fight. And again. Marcel, I've been saying this for like every fight, but again, a close fight. The odds book at the uh, sports books, the odds makers have it minus one thirty for Tafana Chukwi at plus one ten for Mike Rodriguez. What do you think? <sighs> yeah, I didn't like Tafana Chukwi last time against John Young Park at all, man. Same thing. That wasn't not a good fight for him, and I don't know, man. But would it be? Would it be possible for him that this this fight is, is at light heavyweight? Would it be possible for him to go to middleweight? You know, I mean, he, he came from middleweight and he's now going to light heavyweight again. I don't know if that's that's the best thing to do. What do you think? For for Tafan, I mean, he, look, he looks so bad against Young uh, Park. I think that weight yeah. cut is it's a tough weight cut for. Him. I don't think he can make one eighty five without really killing himself. I think that's what it came down to. So yeah, the th the thing is, Mark Rodriguez, he's he's a guy that. Sometimes really doesn't look good, and sometimes really looks good. He's got, you can pretty much you can pretty much uh, compare him with Khalil Roundtree. Yeah, not that, but it's pretty much like that, you know. Yeah. Um, if you look at at the fight against Ed Herman, 
you should have won that fight. You know, that was TKO in my opinion. But yeah, you know, the, the referee, Chris Toyoli, obviously didn't saw it. So um, Daniel Marquez, I didn't expect Marquez to win that fight, to be really honest. And I think I picked Rodriguez in that one. So I was kind of surprised. Um, but Antropi, you know, he hasn't impressed me, to be really honest, man. And the picket fight wasn't great, in my opinion. I remember he knocked out Al Matavao, but that was a fight he was supposed to win, I think, as well. Um, man, I'm going with Mike Rodriguez here, man. I think he was a decision. It's definitely possible. I mean, Chukri looked so bad in the last fight, man. It's just hard to trust him right now, but I, I still am more impressed by him overall. You know, Mike Rodriguez is a guy, he's the same age as me, and he's getting older. You know, Tefan's still in his prime at age 28. I still feel like he's going to get better in the sport. I think that the weight cut to 185 was really tough for him. He did not look good in that fight. He got out, he got outstruck, which is what surprised me. I'm not completely surprised he got out wrestled, Marcel, but he got outstruck too, which was really surprising. I just think the weight cut was tough. You look because you look at the fights before that against Matt Tiveo and against Pickett. I think he looked good in those fights, uh, personally. Mike Rodriguez, to me, uh, you know, there's there's a few ways you could look at his record, but to me, he's two and five because John Allen he lost. It was overturned for I can't remember it was PEDs probably, but to me, he's two and mm -hmm. five. That's a guy that I'm going to most likely pick against. They always got power. He does have power. He can throw his flying knees. That's probably like one of his better. Uh, attributes probably and it's just his size and everything but i think the truth we could probably just be a little bit more technical and win, win the decision here i don't know marcel it's just hard to trust this guy after that last fight you know i was so disappointed by that performance and again you know he's not training at a great camp he's training with um one of those guys lloyd Irvin, like that, that camp that's not a very good camp like there's no one really even there so to me he's you know a guy that could really um benefit from a camp change but you know he, he chooses to stay there all right, Marcel, let's go to the next fight here. We got – one second here. I think we got on the main card now, right? Yeah, Buckley. Arroyo. Here we go. We're on the main card, guys. Okay, so we've got six fights in the main card. Joaquin Buckley taking on Antonio Arroyo. Minus 200 for Joaquin Buckley, plus 170 for Antonio Arroyo. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that Buckley's going to win this fight, man, to be really honest. I haven't been impressed by Antonio Arroyo at all, to be really honest. I think he, he won his competitor series fight against Stephen Reckman, who should actually fight at welterweight. Uh, he lost to Andre Muniz by a decision, and Darren Wynn, man. I mean, he couldn't defeat Darren Wynn, who was like 10 inches shorter than him. You know, um, no disrespect to Darren Wynn, by the way. Um, if you look at Buckley... Buckley has looked pretty solid. Buckley is getting finished or finished, you know, uh, pretty much in the UFC so far. Um, if you look at his fight against Calvin Hollett, he got finished there. But after that, man, that impact Sangani, great spinning back kick, got him a lot of attention. Then defeated Jordan Wright, also spectacular fashion. And then got spectacularly knocked out himself by a head kick against Alessio de Kiriko. But I think this is a fight for him to win. And uh, I'm taking him, Buckley. I think he knocks out Arroyo in the second round. Wow, there you go. You know, I got to be honest with you. I think this fight is competitive, man. I really do. Uh, Buckley, to me, is overrated. He is. He had the one knockout against Impa. It was amazing. Beat right. Okay. Got destroyed by Deuterico. Got destroyed by Kevin Holland. Um, it's a guy that, you know, wasn't in the UFC for the longest time. He was a guy that was kind of up and down Bellator even. I think the guy's overrated. I really do. You know, I'm not saying Arroyo is like this world beater by any means. He's obviously not. But Buckley mm -hmm. is overrated. He is. He got famous off the one spinning kick. But you look at the rest of his career, it's really not that impressive, Marcel. I'm sorry, but I'm not impressed by his career. Um, you know, Royal, I, I I can't say I'm impressed by his either, you know, complete being completely honest with you. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like they're both they're both not I don't think they're both great. You know, Royal obviously is good on the ground. Buckley's good in the feet. But here's the thing with the Royal, like I'll say this. Um he's a big dude for this division. He's very tall, he's five inches taller, and his striking is it's interesting. It's like karate style. He keeps his hands low, which I don't love against a striker, but it's different. And you know, with that with that just that funky style and with his grappling, I think you know, this guy could potentially pull off the upset Marcel. I, I just don't trust Buckley. I think he's got durability issues in his chin as well. Man, I, as crazy as it sounds, I think Arroyo could actually knock Buckley out. I really do. I just don't trust Buckley's chin. Um, he's been knocked out, I think, three times in his career. I don't know. I just don't trust the, what, the guy, Marcel. What are the odds? What are the odds from knockout? Plus, by, by, by knockout, I'm mean, assuming it's going to be crazy. Let me take a look here. And obviously, it's yeah, it's plus 450, so it's pretty high, but... I don't know. I think he could finish this guy. So I don't know. It'd be a decision as well. Uh, the fights would win, obviously, and Muniz went to the decision. But I'll tell you, Arroyo is decent, man. He's, he's tough to finish. He's a huge guy for this division. He trains at Jackson Wink. He's training with great training partners every day. I think he's being undervalued in this fight. Buckley, again, he was a huge underdog in those fights. Then he knocked out Kisangane, got overrated, and now, again, you know, it's, it's kind of like balancing back. I, I think I'm leaning towards Arroyo a little bit more. So I know I'm probably a little bit crazy on this one, but I just don't believe I don't believe in Buckley. I think he's overrated. I really do, and it's just not a guy I trust. So I'll 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 go against the grain. Take a contrarian pick here with uh, the underdog Royal. Now let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We have uh, Tony Gravely against Nate Manis. This fight was moved up from the prelims, so keep that in mind, guys. And right now we have uh, the favorite Tony Gravely. Same odds as the last fight, minus two hundred and plus one seventy for Nate Manis. So what are you thinking? It's a difficult fight, man. I think Nate Maynard gets not too many. How do you say that? Uh, too much respect there from from the for the odds makers. Um, I remember his debut against Johnny Munoz Jr. Man, and I thought he lost the fight, and he actually got the scorecard thirty twenty seven. I think even so, I was super shocked with that. Uh, against Luke Sanders, didn't look good in the first round, but came back and stopped Sanders, man, via rear naked choke. If you look at Tony Gravely, I've been a, I've been a long time watcher and actually fan of Tony Gravely. I really like the dude. I think he's a good fighter. Um, got in the UFC, lost to Brad Jones in the third round uh, by submission, but uh, that was a fight of the night, I think. After that close decision against the Freitas and uh, a good one against Berchak. The thing is, man, it's it's really close. And if you look at Nate Maynes, he got one loss on his record against Taylor Lapolis. Was still one of the biggest bullshit cuts from the UFC in the history of the organization. I'm still getting pissed when I think about it. I remember people saying, like, Lapolis didn't want to sign a new contract. I remember I posted on Twitter, like, uh, Taylor Lapolis uh, should be still in the UFC. And then people were replying, like, he didn't want to be in the UFC anymore. And then Taylor replied to these people. It's like, why are you coming this bullshit, man? I never got a new contract offer from the UFC. So I was like, okay, cool to know. Um, uh, back to the fights. Man, I think I'm going with Gravely, but you, you could easily go with Manus, man. If you want to do an underdog pick, Manus might be a good pick here, man. I think this is a very close fight. I'm going with Gravely, but I'm not sure. I go with the decision. I don't think either one stops each other. Yeah, this is this one's close. I, I'm with you, Marcel. Um, I, I'm leaning towards Gravely just because the wrestling's so dominant. He lands over six takedowns per 50 minutes. I mean, that's pretty amazing. But Manis has good takedown defense, 88%. Johnny Munoz could not take him down. He did have control against the fence, but he had a problem taking him down. Um, Manis is the taller guy, the longer guy. He's a good fighter. He's a good counter striker too. But that's the one problem I have with me, Manis. 
he walks backwards in all his fights. It's just not a good look for the judges, especially. Um, he could be pressured in his fights, and he can lose like that. Uh, Taylor beat him. Um, you know, uh, and honestly, Marcel, I, I think that Tony Gravely could too, but I, I'm kind of with you in that Gravely's a, or, uh, Manage is a live dog just because he does have good takedown defense. If he keeps standing, maybe he can hurt Gravely a bit, but I think Gravely probably gets the takedowns when he needs them and gets, gets the decision here maybe. He does train an American top team. You guys know I love that um, that camp. The one thing I will point out, though, Gravely's been tapped out before. Manis is pretty good at submissions, so maybe that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, I don't think it's just like an easy fight to call, but I still have to lean towards the favorite. All right, Marcel, let's go to the next fight here. We have Armin Tarsukian against Christos Giagos. Plug uh, Cole's interview with Christos Giagos over at, at bjpan.com. Minus 750 for Armin, plus 525 for Giagos. What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, no disrespect to Giagos, but Armin going to win this fight, man. I think uh, Armin is very uh, dominant with, with his wrestling and striking. He's very good. Uh, yeah. He's a guy that I can see within now three years becoming the top 10 in the UFC and maybe top five. And that's how good I think this dude is. Uh, I'm actually shocked this fight got made. Not, not No disrespect to Giagos, but I mean... And also, I don't want to say anything bad about, about Nasrat Hakparaz. And by the way, man, my condolences to Nasrat Hakparaz, who lost his mother, man. Absolutely terrible news. Mm-hmm. But um, I would have expected more like an Armand Sorokin, Dan Hooker, Nasrat Hakparaz versus Christos Giagos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Sorokin all day. I, I, I don't know if you're going to finish him because Giagos is tough. We all know that. Um, but it's possible. I'm saying I'd say a dominant uh, decision win for Armand Sorokin here. That's the question. How, how does he finish, How does he win the fight? Does he stop him or does he win the decision? You, and you're leaning towards the decision, and I think that's yeah. definitely possible. But I think you could submit him too. I think you could submit Yagos. I don't really see a ground. Maybe a ground pound stoppage, maybe. But I'm looking at the the props plus four twenty on Armin by submission. What do you think, Marcel? Does he have a chance to submit him? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I think he does, but I'm just not confident. In no, it. So I, I agree with that completely. The, the problem is though, again, when a guy's minus seven fifty, it's just you have to find a different way to bet him probably. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you could parlay him. I do think he wins. I don't necessarily love parlaying massive juice like that, but I think he wins. But, I think this is a really tough fight for for Giagos. I mean, I'll yeah. give the guy credit for taking the fight, Marcel. He wants to get that fit, number 15 spot. Mm-hmm. He wants to break in. He's training at Sanford. That's not completely right off Christos. Looked great in his last fight against Toriano. Has a lot of experience in the UFC. Training at Sanford in May. He's a good grappler too, but he's not as good of a grappler. And then when I watched Cole's interview today, he was like, well, I know I'm going to get taken down in this fight. He's like, I'm working more on getting back up to my feet. That's what he was saying. He's going to be taken down, get up, get taken down again. That's what's going to happen, I think, in this fight, Marcel. And and I like Armin in this fight. Uh, and I'd like yeah, to see him fight someone, like, ranked, I guess, next. Uh, it's time that he gets a ranked opponent. Adam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it crazy the one when Armin got that short notice fight against Makashev in Russia? And yeah. everybody was like, this dude's going to get absolutely destroyed. I know, and he, looked, and he, he actually looked competitive. Yeah. Yeah, he went to the yeah. stage in the final of the night. And right now, like two or three years later, I think three years later, we are thinking like this dude can be something, you know, in this division, you know? Yeah, he's good. He's obviously really good. It's just time he gets a step up. And this is not, I don't think, it. Uh, but again, mm-hmm. Giannis is decent. He's not bad at all. He's not a bad fighter, but he's beatable. He's 19 and 8. He's he's been beaten before, he'll be beaten again. And I think he'll probably lose this fight. It's just kind of a tough fight for him. By the way, mm-hmm. what is this guy's nickname? I can't even pronounce it. How, how do you pronounce it? Tarsukin. Let, let me just throw something like it's where, where he's been born, right? That's, oh, uh, is it? Okay. Ahalkalakets or something. But he has a new nickname, a tough guy. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. Tough guy. That's a good one. Okay, let's go. Three more fights left on this card. 
Arian Lipsky versus Mandy Boom. Did I, did I pronounce that right? Boom or Boom? How do you say it? Mandy, Mandy Boom. Mandy Boom. It's like that? Did I do it? Yeah. <laughs> Try my best. All right. So the odds for this one, again, pick them fight. Minus 110 each, Marcel. One of the closest fights on the card, according to the odds makers. What do you think? Yeah, man, I, I'm pretty outspoken on this one as well, to be really honest, man. If you look at Ariane Lipsky, she came with so much hype into the UFC, you know, KSW champion. She's going to be the next big thing, and I really like Ariane, don't get me wrong, but 2-4 and four in the UFC, her best win is probably that uh, Niba win against Luana Carolina. Um, that Isabella de Padua win, yeah, that was a very short notice fight uh, for the Padua, and I don't really think she's UFC material. Um, if you look at the other fights, didn't look good against Calderwood. Didn't look good against McCann. Got got finished on the ground and pound against Shevchenko on the ground. And she got uh, finished by De La Rosa. So, as like, Lipsky is, I don't say she's, I don't want to say she's bad, you know, but she has definitely hasn't looked great in the UFC so far. If you look at Mandy Boehm, I think Boehm is, uh, she's very talented. You know, she's actually older than Lipsky, which I didn't know until I looked it up. Um, she did have a win over, over Kit Eckhart, a, a, Bel a Belgian fighter, uh, a Bellator. Uh, she actually, I think she asked Bellator to re release her from a contract so she could sign with the UFC. Uh, she got also a win uh, against Jade Masson Wong in TKO, where she got the, where she won the championship. I think Jade Masson Wong dated uh, Mark Andre Barrio before, right? I don't know if they're still together, but your um, TMZ update for me, right there, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I really like Mandy Burb striking, man. I think she's good. You know, uh, she's training, she's training at SBG Ireland as well. Um, Ariane Lipsky, you know, also. It's, it's such a such. I, I'm really I'm pretty sure that Burns gonna win, but I don't know how. I'm going with a decision win, but I even see her stopping her, man. So, but I'm going with a decision win for the for the German. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so my initial thoughts was, man, I can't wait to feed Lipsky again. She sucks and she, she has no ground game, and you know she's her opponent here is plus one hundred. But I'm not impressed by Bum at all, man. I got to be honest. I watched all her fights, the ones I could watch. I'm not impressed myself. I wanted to be, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I just I didn't see much to like, honestly. Age 31, I guess she is her. She's actually 32, um, making her debut here. She's fought no absolute nobodies. Uh, Jade Masson Wong, the for I don't know if she's still with Mark Andre there. She might be, but that's the only fighter I even recognized on her list of opponents. You know, Marcel like she's fought complete scrubs. Um, she's struggled in some of her fights against complete scrubs. Fighters, they're O and O guys. It's not like I'm not bashing fighters with you know fights. These are fighters with zero and zero records. It's not even really a win. Like I don't know. Like to me, it's like she's fought a lot of really just mediocre fighters, um, and she's won the majority of fights by being able to kind of out tough these girls, get the fight to the ground. And once it's on the ground, she's decent and she's opportunistic with her submissions, which obviously could be a problem in this fight because Lipsky has bad submissions, right? That's bad takedown defense, bad submission defense, yeah. everything. But I don't think it's as easy as, as, as it seems. You know, I think Lipsky has a lot more experience down the UFC. I mean, she does have a lot more experience. And I think training American top teams, that's going to help her out. Um, let's give her a little credit too, guys. She lost to some good fighters. The Antonina fight, that's a fight she'd want to have back. That loss looks bad. But losing to Del Rosa, no shame in that. McCann is a good fighter, and so is Calderwood. I don't think there's any shame in those losses. The Luana Carolina fight shows she can win and fight the UFC level. We saw in KSW, she has hands. I, I'm hoping we can see a, a better version of her in this fight. So I'm leaning towards Lipsky. It's not. I, I think. Go ahead. 
I think we all hope we see the Ariana yeah. Lipsky we saw on KSW, man. I mean, she she, yeah. she was an absolute savage there. I know. know. So, yeah. I know, and it's disappointing what's kind of happened in the UFC. But I think you know she did fight higher level competition, did fight grapplers. Bomb's a bomb's a grappler, but the thing is a bomb that she's she's very one dimensional. Marcel, she has no striking at all. Keeps her hands down. And well, the only other thing I'll say is. I've never heard of Spirit MMA. I mean, I don't. Who's training at that gym? I don't know who she even trains with. Who, who's at oh, that what? gym? Yeah, she trains at SBG in Ireland. Okay, she's there now. Okay, so I saw something Spirit MMA on her on her Instagram. Um, that's what she said she was training at. So I don't know if she's moved camps. Yeah. But the point is, like, I don't even know what that camp is. You know what I mean? Whereas I know at least Ariane Lisky is getting amazing training in at uh, her camp. Yeah, I don't know if, if I'm. A, yeah, yeah. So, you see, Marcel, MMA Spirit. Am I wrong about that, or let me see on our Instagram? You say this is all on all of them. Is that Spirit uh, MMA Spirit? It says right let me here. check, man. Let me check. Let no me worries, check. no worries, man. I did my I did my research, Marcel. Yeah, MMA Spirit's in martial arts school in, in Germany. That's where she trains, guys. So, I mean, maybe she was at SPG. I don't think she's. I don't think she's there anymore, Marcel. Um, which I don't think. Uh, I, I see she's training with um, with Katarina Lena, right? Okay, fair enough. Former Invicta fighter. Uh, yeah. And I think she has an OnlyFans, too, if I'm not mistaken, as well. <laughs> All right, Marcel. Does, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've got two more fights left, Marcel, on this card. So mm -hmm. uh, let's go to the next one here. We have Jan Kutalaba against Devin Clark. <laughs> Another close fight. Minus 140 for Jan and, and plus 120 for Devin Clark. What do you think? We got pretty much uh, the second fight. Uh, like uh, this is pretty much can be a copy of Devin Clark against Alonzo Manafield, man. Um, we all know Kutelaba only has cardio for like four minutes, and after that he's fading badly all the time. Um, Devin Clark, he can go three rounds. Uh, probably has to take some shots from Ian in the beginning of the fight. We saw he can take some shots. We saw that against Alonzo Manifield, you know, and uh, he did well after that. So if he can surpass the first round, it's Clark's fight to win, you know, and I think Clark's ground game is also better than Jan's ground game. So I'm pretty sure Clark's decision. It's definitely possible, man, because Jan's cardio is just so bad, right? It's just terrible. Um, and that's the problem here with this guy. Because for that first five minutes, Marcel, I mean, he might be the most dangerous guy in this division. He looks amazing every time in that first round. We saw against like Roundtree and everything, but he's looked pretty bad lately, guys. Obviously, his ankle layup gets knocked out twice. The first one was sketchy, um, the stoppage, but the second one, clean knockout. And then Jacoby looks great and then completely gassed out. And that's what Clark's going to look to do. He's going to look to survive that first round and pretty much just kind of, I think, grind on this guy like he did against Menifield last year, where he just grinded on his opponent after he got tired. I definitely think there's a chance that could happen. A very good chance, in fact. But I'm still not sold on Clark and his durability. I've seen him get finished too many times. Jan is super dangerous that first five minutes. Jan looks like he's in amazing shape for this fight. He's ready to go. I'm going with Kutalaba by knockout myself first round. That's what I'm going to pick in this one. Um, odds on that. Kutalaba by knockout. Only plus 100. You're, you're surprised. Yeah. You know, I usually do go with the fight, fight with the better cardio. I almost always do. But in this case... I think Jan is going to be so dangerous in that first round that I think you put Devin Clark out. And again, we've seen Devin get hurt multiple times in the UFC. All right, let's get to, uh, I'll get these comments really quick. Hey, Kevin, he says, I'll take a mystery known in camp over SPG. Who's the second SPG? Damn if I know. Connor and who's that guy? Who's the guy that Ricky Bendeas knocked out? James Gallagher, right? That's his yeah, name. Peter, Peter Kelly, Peter Quilly, who fought. He's not bad. He fought uh, Patricio Pitbull or Patricky Pitbull, yeah. 
Yeah. Jose says thoughts on Ferguson, Dawson, Coney can browse back into prospect while Grant gets the rank guy. I mean, I'm, <laughs> and they both have SON at the, at the end of the name. That's exactly where to make the fight, Jose. That's funny. I mean, I'd watch the fight, but I think Tony's going to hold out for a top name. And maybe he has to make the moves to 170 at this point in his career. He's got to do something different. I, although I don't think that's a good move for him because, you know, he can't wrestle 155. No. It's not going to wrestle all, 170. <laughs> that was always fun, man. Sometimes I see on Facebook or on Twitter, I see people writing like everything with a, how do you say that? With a capital. Uh, yeah, yeah. Every word it's so, so I, find, I, I find that so annoying with freaking yeah, Tony. I always reply like, hey, what's up, Tony Ferguson? But people never get it. This just random people and say, hey, what's up, Tony Ferguson? <laughs> no, fair enough. All right, so like this was a big card that we got through, guys. So hope you appreciated it. Uh, this is the 15th fight. We'll get through this one. Then we'll do contender series for a few minutes. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Main event of the evening, Marcel. Uh, I like this fight a lot. Minus 165 for Anthony Smith, plus 145 for Ryan Spann. Uh, good fight, Marcel. The winner probably gets, you know, top five something opponent, I would assume, in their next fight. What do you think is going to happen in this one, man? Yeah, an absolute hell fight to pick, to be really honest, man, because um, both guys are really inconsistent, in my opinion. Sometimes they really look good, sometimes they don't. You know, Anthony Smith, he has the, the experience. You know, he went uh, with, with John Jones five rounds. Um, you saw that, man, don't remind me of the Glover Teixeira fight, man. That was so awful to watch for him, you know, and he's such a tough dude. Um, the Rockets fight, he got dominated pretty much. And then he looked good again against Devin Clark, you know, and against Jimmy Crude. That was kind of, of course, kind of 50-50 fight. And then Crude got, uh, got an injury, you know. Uh, Ryan Spann, the thing with Ryan Spann is, I think that he got robbed against Johnny Walker, man. I think he got many shots to the back of the head. I don't know who the referee oh, was anymore. Oh, oh, yes, yes. This this was terrible. This was a bad stop. And Steve Sayu, who's the coach, was screaming yeah. at the referee. Back of the head, back. Every punch was to the back of the head, Marcel. I couldn't believe it. And I think I think I, I think it was Mark Smith. I want I want to I want to double check. I'll double check right now, but I think it was Mark Smith. Then Murgiada. My bad. Dan Murgiada, yeah. That's also bold. Yeah, that's just bad stoppage. It, it was pack of the head every shot, guys, in my opinion. Go ahead, Marcel. I, I remember I was so upset with that because I was I wasn't Ryan Spann in that fight, and he knocked Johnny Walker down twice right before that yep. happened, you know? And, uh, man, su such a bad call. And I remember I tweeted that out, and people came at me like, this isn't a bad call. You just don't like Johnny Walker. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Don't you have the same screen that I, that I have? Or do I have something special? Do I watch something else? So I was like, weird you know but um so i don't really count that fight to be really honest man so i think spam should be still undefeated in the ufc um his only fight was against sam alvey the split decision win where i was like i expected more from spam in that fight he looked good against Serkinov again you know uh, the thing is for me it's like if, if this fight goes five rounds I expect Smith to do very well, you know, but I expect Ryan Spann to, to stop Anthony Smith, to be really honest, man. I think he knocks him out in the first or second round. So I'm going with Ryan Spann. Fair enough. Uh, and by the way, Kevin Scott says, I believe that's called camel case. So I didn't know what that was, Kevin. I Googled it. Camel case is when there's like two words in one word, the second one's capitalized. Like for instance, MasterCard. The card is with a C. There's another word for what you're talking about, guys, where like what Tony does, where every word is capitalized. It's just bad grammar spelling. <laughs> he also says, Tan Dan is my least favorite high-profile ref. My least favorite was Mario Yamasaki, by the way, said he's done, I think, with the sport. So that's good. My least uh, favorite is Chris Tione. Chris Tione. You know what's crazy? I was watching. I can't remember who I was watching. Actually, no. It was Anthony Smith. I was watching his old fights on Fight Pass, 
He fought in, he fought, I think it was Lumumba Sayers, I want to say, in Strike Force. Chris Tyone was the ref. This is from 10 years ago. Chris Tyone had a full head of hair. I was like, is that Chris Tyone? So, yes, he, he's been refereeing fights for a while. All right, let me get my thoughts on this fight, guys. Uh, main event of the evening. I, I think it's a great fight. It's, a, it's not an easy fight to pick, but I'm with you, Marcel. I'm like Ryan Spann in this fight, man. I'm going to go with Ryan Spann. Now, to be completely honest with you guys, I'm not the greatest at picking Anthony Smith's fights. So there's a lot of fights I picked against him where he's won. Uh, a lot of his fights, he comes back because he's very durable and tough. Comes back to win late. I think he's on a decline, though. I really do. I know he beat Crew, but it was an injury. Let's be honest here. Devin Clark, nice submission, but uh, the fight didn't play out. Rackage controlled him for 15 minutes. Glover beat the hell out of him. Gustafson was beating him, and then Gustafson kind of gassed out a little bit in that fight. I, I listen. I get it. He's fought good competition, great competition. I don't have a lot of bad things to say on Anthony. He's a good fighter, good cardio, good durability, but. I'm really impressed by Ryan Spann. I think he's an underrated fighter, and I think he's just on the rise that people don't really realize him. Like, the guy is 5-1 and one now in the UFC. That, again, that one loss was a really sketchy loss from the, because of the referee in that fight. The guy is – he's got – I don't know if he has the best, like, durability in the world. He's been knocked out a couple times with elbows, Robertson, Walker, but, you know, offensively, big power in his hands. And I think the guy's got a really good submission game too, Marcel. He's got a great submission game. He actually has more submissions than he does knockouts. Now, Anthony Smith has a good submission game too, which makes this fight tricky because, you know, Ryan Spain could submit a lot of his opponents. But in this case, I feel like the fight's going to play on the feet, Marcel. And as crazy as it sounds, because Anthony Smith is a tough dude, I think Ryan Spain can finish him with punches. Do you, are you picking up a, a, a knockout as well? Yeah, first or second round. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's a chance he gets it done. I think this guy is uh, on the rise, and I think this could be his coming out party, guys. I really do. I'm looking forward to this fight. should be a good one, but i got to go with Ryan Spann for the upset in this one. Marcel, I'm with you. All right, we got five minutes left. Let's do the Contender Series, guys. Um, let me pull this card up. Marcel, it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, just while I pull it up, Marcel, any quick thoughts on the card as a whole? Anything you want to say? Oh, man, I'm very pumped for this card, to be honest. There are some fighters I really <laughs> like on this card, so yes. I like how excited you got there, Marcel. That was awesome. All right, let me pull this up, guys, one sec. Um, so, contender series, and we're going to start with the first fight. Jasmine, Jasmine the Vicious against Julia Palastri. And Jasmine is a Canadian fighter, so I'm very well aware of who she is. Uh, minus mm-hmm. 125 here against Palastri, plus 105. What do you think? I think the, the general pick will probably be Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, you know. But, I mean, the Palastri girl, she, she's just. She's not bad, man. She got a win over Jessica yeah. Dalboni uh, via, via TKO in the second round. That that's a very good win. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's a, I think it's a fun fight, man. And it's for for Jasmine Jasuda Vicious. She's been on my radar for a long time now, man. I think for two years already. Uh, I know you are high on her. I know James is high on her. I I know uh, Aaron Brunstetter is high. I think every Canadian uh, reporter journalist is high on on this girl. You know. I think they, they think she, she's really good. And I saw her fight. I think she's good as well. She got a split decision loss against uh, Elise Reed. I think she won and, that uh, fight, honestly. I think she yes, should have won that fight. That's she, what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think she won that fight. So she should pretty much be undefeated still. So really fun fight, this one, man. I, I, it just The winner of this fight, 100% gets a UFC contract, I think. Yeah, they always need women fighters, especially in the division. I'm leaning a little bit towards the Canadian, too. But I've I, I got to be honest, I'm not as high on her, maybe, as some of the other journalists. She's definitely good. Um, but the thing is, she's 32. That's the problem I have with the Marcel. That's the same age as me. I'm not saying that's an old person, but as a prospect, you know, I, I prefer the fighters in their early 20s. 
Plastry, I, I think she's a bit of a live dog here, Marcel. She's a bit of an unknown. She's kind of coming in here without a lot of us knowing much about her. For me, I got to go with Jasmine just because she has fought in some good promotions against some decent competition, including a UFC fighter to read. I'll take Judah Vicious by, uh, Jasmine Vicious, excuse me, by decision, but Plastry definitely is interesting too. All right, let's go through these other ones here, Marcel. Jack Della, Madalena against Ange Lusa 170. And Madalena minus 120, Lusa plus 100. What do you think? Yeah, only for his name, man. You just don't want, <laughs> you don't want to write that all that time. Jack Della Madalena. What a name, man. This is, this is a beautiful name, by the way. No disrespect. He's fighting Ange Lusa. I think Ange Lusa is from Switzerland, right? But he's training at, uh, at Sanford. Uh, I know the guys at Sanford are pretty high on the dude. Uh, he, he won his uh, most recent fight in Thailand, split decision against Colin Roberts. Uh, got one loss on his record right before that fight. Uh, Jack Della Madalena. He has a good record, man, but I don't know many guys he, he defeated. He fought a lot of in internal MMA, which is uh, watchable on Fight Pass, but I got to be honest, I haven't watched it. Uh, he was a champion over there in the welterweight division. Um, not really a good read on this fight, man, to be really honest. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people surprise me here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm scratching my head too. I mean, I don't know how you could be confident in this fight, guys. Like, these are two guys that, you know, they they fought some in some decent shows, I guess, but they've really fought like nobody's. That's the problem, Marcel, you know? Um, it, uh, Hard Knocks 365, that is, I believe, uh, Sanford now, right? So, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing. I mean, this guy's training there, I guess. <laughs> As crazy as it sounds, in a fight where I honestly am scratching my head, I have no interest in betting in this fight. I would lean towards the guy that trains at Sanford MMA, Marcel. Honestly, I will change that as we speak right now because there's still I see it's still. Uh, Thank you for changing that, but yes, he's training with those guys, so I'm gonna I'll pick him just literally based on the camp. Um, not if I have interest in betting, I literally pick him for a reason. Lucas Bressy against no. Dylan Potter. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? You changed it. Uh, yeah, do do uh, do uh, F four. Uh, F five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pressy for the win. This is what Jose said earlier. He's improving a little bit of everything. Takedown defense, look at his last fight. Only concern is long layoff. Okay, so let's talk about this fight. And Bressy right now, minus 360, Marcel, plus 300 for Dylan Potter. So I'm with Jose. I think this guy should win. He's a big favorite here. He's, uh, you know, Marcel, like he's he's not too bad. And he's got obviously some some decent uh, ground skills, I guess, and ground and pound. Potter does have uh, quite a bit of experience against, I would say, better competition, honestly. But a lot of losses here, Marcel. I don't necessarily trust this dude. What do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, man, Dylan Potter, not related to Callan or Harry. Um, I mean, sorry, I have to say, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I, like, I, I think Lucas Brzezinski should win this fight, man. That's what I think. Dylan Potter was also a short notice uh, replacement. I think uh, Lorenzo Hoot was supposed to fight, actually, uh, the original yeah. fight, man. And I don't know where the who that, but um, uh, Lucas are oh, so much bad jokes in this one. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm so sorry. Can't, can't let it go. Uh, Lucas Brzezinski, I'm going with him. I think he's a good fighter. I saw him, I saw him fight many times before, to be honest. So uh, I'm going with him. I'm, I'm really confident in my pick here. Yeah, he should win. I agree with you. All right, let's go. A couple more fights here. We got Albert Dureyev, minus 380 against Chow Bettencourt, plus 315. You think Dureyev wins, Marcel? He's a big favorite here. Hey, man, I love Albert Durayev, man. He's a great fighter. Um, finally gets his chance to get into the UFC. He shouldn't have been in, in the contender series fight at all, man. He's good. He's really good. He hasn't fought since 2018, which is kind of a concern. But dude, it's why good, man. Why hasn't he fought? Do you know why? Do you have any idea why? No. I don't know, man. I don't really I don't really know. But he's good, man. If you look at the fighters he defeats. He has a good record, man. Very impressive, dude. Like, very impressive. 
Piotr Struss, uh, Vyacheslav Vasilevsky, Clifford Starks, Usama um, Gatsidadov, also good father Sergei Gandosko, Patrick Kinsel. I mean, he got a lot of good fights. He even got Professor X on his uh, on his. Yeah, I know. He fought Professor X in his third fight. That's crazy, isn't it? Like Professor yeah. X was in the UFC at that point. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It is. He's a good fighter, man. He's he's another he's another guy from uh, from Dagestan, I think. Uh, coming into he's got I expect Kyle Bittencourt is not a bad fighter at all, but Duraev should win this fight. To be honest, man, I think Duraev wins this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like Duraev, and it almost reminds me of that other fight the other day, um, last week's or uh, the first one, uh, where the guy uh, what's his name, Matthias Scheffel, where he got called in to face. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was just a horrible matchup. I kind of feel like this is what's happening here. Like, and again, this guy, I got to respect, dude. This guy fought Tiago Traitor, who's in the UFC 2010 and 11, twice, Marcel. So, a guy's been around forever. Um, two more fights here quickly, guys. Brandon, uh, Mo Miller, minus 700 against Brandon Lewis, plus 500. I got to be honest with you, man. I don't agree with these odds being this high. They're both undefeated guys. Uh, Brandon Lewis is not a bad prospect either. I, I don't think this guy should, Mo Miller should be minus 700. He probably should win the fight, obviously, but minus seven hundred seems excessive. What do you think? Minus seven hundred. Yeah. Oh wow. I I I picked Bo Miller to win, but minus seven hundred is That's crazy, man. Pretty high. I agree. That seems yeah. excessive, and it's not like you know Brandon Lewis is a scrub. He's he's a good prospect <laughs> too, right? So yeah, I, I'm surprised. I didn't know that was minus seven hundred. I'm sorry. That, that line seems high, and we see a lot of upsets in contender series. I I don't know if it will be, but. I'm not touching Mo Miller at that price. No way. Minus 700 is, is crazy. Um, last fight here, Marcel. Jailton Almeida. Jailton Jr. against Naz, uh, Nazrudinov. Um, and the odds for this one, Nazrudinov minus 185. Jailton Jr. plus 160. What do you think? It's going to be a competitive fight, man. I think this is a, this is a fun one. Um, Jailton Almeida, he's a good fighter. What I saw so far, man, uh, he's uh, from the regional scene in Brazil. He's looking very solid. He, he got submission wins. He, he got uh, he got knockout wins. He's a really complete fighter. If you look at Nasrudinov, I saw him fight more often. Uh, you, know, you know I watch ACA, so I, I saw him fight more often. He's a solid fighter, man. I think he's good. Um, this is a, but it's a tough matchup, man. I think both guys um, can win this fight. I slightly lean towards Nasrudinov, but this is not uh, easy easy pick for me at all man to be honest yeah no i i agree i'm, I'm leaning towards nazardinov too but you know i think Jelton jr is an interesting pro like i wouldn't say a prospect yes. but fighter i guess you could say i'm gonna get these last yes. couple questions we are over an hour here guys and i want to get going but i'm gonna take these last few questions kevin says rest in peace to one of the greatest things ever in comedy dorm mcdonald yes he did pass away today rest in peace nazardine versus Jelton can easily be a ufc fight i agree yeah with a lot of these guys could be yes. the ufc it kind of bothers me, honestly. Like they're just keeping the wages low. That's basically what it is. Let's be honest, guys. We have this question, mm -hmm. Marcel. What happened to the European heavyweight that got light heavyweight got caught signed and cut due to neo past neo Nazi past? Who was that? Uh, oh, Adam, Adam Wieserich, that guy. Adam Wieserich. No, no, that's that's the German guy. Was talking about. Um, he was supposed to fight uh, that Kevin Burke fight, I think, at the start of the moment, and then somebody from Bloody Elbow uh, got in his past, and uh, he was uh, connected to some. Neo, he, I don't know if he was a new, uh, was it Kenneth Burke? Do you remember him or do I, let, let me check. Um, Kenneth Burke, then I know also who he was supposed to fight. I, I forgot his name, it's a German guy. No worries. Um, Timo Feucht, 
Timo Voigt. He was supposed to fight Timo Voigt, and Timo Voigt got this, uh, he got a UFC contract, and they took it from him after they got uh, behind his past. But mm. Timo said, I, that's my past. That's not what I am anymore, you know? But yeah, mm. I think that's the guy he means, he, he, he's talking about. Fair enough. And there's a lot, and last question I'm taking for today. We got to get out of here. Um, since it was the 20th anniversary, do you remember what you were doing when 9 11 happened? I do. I do remember. I was in grade eight, and my mom picked me up from school, and she told me that the Twin Towers had been hit, and I had no idea what that was. I'll be honest with you. Went back home, watched it on TV. Then I started to realize how big this was. Now I'm an adult. I was 12. I'm 32 now. Or sorry, I'm 33 now, actually. I was 12 years old, Marcel. You know what I mean? So uh, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy, but yeah, I remember exactly where I was. I was it was literally 20 years ago, which is nuts. I was at my old public school getting picked up from from school. Anyways, uh, yeah, I was gonna say no. I'm saying, what, what were you? What, what, how, how yeah. were you? Why do I? Twenty year anniversary really sounds wrong, by the way. But, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twenty years. I I remember I was back from school. You know, we are six hours later. You know, so I was already home from school, and um, I was uh, I had a friend over here. I was uh, playing some games, and I remember he was going home, and I wanted to ask my mom something, and my mom was like. Shh. I'm listening to the news. I was like, you can watch that later as well. And she was like, no, no, this is important. And then I saw uh, that uh, that plane flying into that second tower, right? Yeah. And I was like, wow, what is that? I thought she was watching a movie. So I was like, oh, okay. And I, you know, you, you were, I was like 12, I think 13. You don't really, really know what's happening at that moment. I never heard about Taliban and Osama bin Laden before, you know, so it was, uh, re really weird to me, so uh, or Al Qaeda or whatever. Yeah. So um, yeah, at a certain moment, yeah, of course. Now we know how big this was, obviously. But back then, I was a kid, you know. And know. Uh, for me, it was just like two planes flying into somewhere. I know it was in New York. I know about the Twin Towers, but no, I know. Was it, you know? Yeah, no, I've only I've only been in New York once. I saw I was there in 2010, and I did see like mm -hmm. the uh, Ground Zero. I think it's called. I was there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, it's terrible, but uh, you know, it's 20 years ago, it's crazy. Years go by very fast. Just shows how fast your life goes by. We can think about exactly where we were that day, you know, and it doesn't feel <laughs> like a, it actually doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it was literally 20 years ago. All right, Marcel, let's plug ourselves. Let's get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, big Marcel24 on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, MMADNA.nl on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And I'm going to post a fight on Instagram within five minutes now, but it's already out. Somebody already put it out that I had it ready. But yeah. On Twitter at MMADAMartins, where you can find me, the podcast available at MMADAMartins.com. It's our uh, website, our YouTube. It's on iTunes, Spotify, all those places. I'm also available at BJPen.com, MiamiNews.com, Fancy Fanatics, Elite Fancy, Elite Sports Betting. I'll be back on Friday with Duke, my co host there at 4 p.m. Eastern Friday. Uh, we'll break down this whole card for a DFS perspective, which is obviously very much different. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Also, have my bets for this card. Definitely going to have a few bets. Last week was, or two weeks ago was a good card. Looking forward to uh, getting back in the win column. And I'm also working for this new website called Bookies Marcel, uh, which is like a gambling website. I'm not doing really MMA for them, more like other sports and stuff, which is cool. So nice to get my uh, my hands up there in, in different little jars and stuff. All right, guys, have a great day. I'll be back on Monday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern with Marcel. We'll recap this card. Have a great day, guys. Peace.